Welcome to the Bring on Success program. I have got a really interesting topic. And when I say it, many of you might kind of yawn and go, oh, really? Yeah, it's about hiring team members. I know that's not our favorite thing to do. And dealing with team members sometimes is difficult. However, I have a guest on the program today. He's become a friend of mine. His name is Jody Underhill from Rapid Hire Pro. And he's going to talk to us today about some unique ways to go fishing for new team members. Jody, how you doing? Doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You're welcome. It's great to have you here. Your business model is different, and I love different. I do something that's different. So, But the only problem is, is when you're at a bar somewhere and someone says, hey, what do you do? I guess you could say that you kind of recruit for companies, but if they really want to know how you do it, it's going to take sure. a little bit of time, right? Yeah, basically what I tell them is it's, I break it down like this. Instead of being a recruiter, which most people have a preconceived notion of what that is, I explain to them, instead of marketing for customers, what we do is we're marketing for employment candidates. Um, and that's really what we do. That and then also you know, we, then we help qualify the right type of candidate for them to interview. And that way I can kind of simplify it. Once then they can kind of they understand about marketing for customers and then marketing for candidates makes it easier for them to kind of make the connection. Yeah. So you place ads in newspapers, right? I'm joking. Um, so, so that was the old thing years ago, right? People would, yeah. would put classified ads out there, help wanted <laughs> looking for, and things are totally different. There's been the great resignation. There's COVID, uh, you know, electronic media, social media is used so much now. And you have kind of this unique way of getting a message out there to people who are really qualified to work at one of your clients' companies, but they're not necessarily even looking, but you kind of snag them and they're intrigued and they could be some of the best team members ever. Yeah, so it's one of the things, I mean, right off the bat, there is nothing wrong with job boards, like Indeed and Simply uh, simply Hired, ZipRecruiter, there's nothing wrong with them, but if they're, they're but you are limiting yourself if that's the only place that you're fishing. Mm -hmm. So what we do this a little different, okay, we bring leads in from those spaces as well, but we actually run ads on social media through like Facebook and Instagram, because we want to get information in front of people whenever they're not necessarily looking for a job, whenever they're just scrolling through social media. And we started doing it in the trucking industry, um, first of all, because you can truck drivers are usually not over you know, looking on job boards. We got to get their attention. And so we, then we mapped it over to doing it for home services. And the difference is, <clears throat> you, granted, you can't limit who sees the ads because that would be discriminating. So you have to show it to everyone. Mm. But by showing it to everyone, it does a couple of things. It might not be your perfect candidate that sees it, but if their spouse or their parent or their friend sees it, they can share it with them. Um, the other thing that does is build your brand awareness in the community because just about everybody's out there on Facebook, scrolling through on Facebook or Instagram. Um, that way you're getting brand recognition and it also brings attention to people going, oh, hey, let me take a look at this. It might be something better than where I'm currently at. With that in mind, you got to do something that's going to get their attention. So it's a little bit tougher than posting on a job board because there they're going looking for a job. On social media, they're just scrolling through. So we got to do something to catch their attention to make them stop and take a look at it. And then it'd be intriguing enough for them to go, yeah, 
let me check this out and give you my first name, last name, email, and phone number so you can start communicating with me. So just like getting a lead for a customer, you're getting a lead for an employment candidate. It's interesting. Now, I want everyone to understand I don't have any experience in the next thing I'm going to mention because I've been married 25 years. But I understand that there are some sites out there, some some apps where you can do this to find a date. That's like a place, a job board where someone would go look for a job, right? But right. what you guys do, Jody, is you put your pretty picture out there on Facebook and then someone says, hey, you're good looking. <laughs> I may want to date you, right? Is that is, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, because what we do is we make sure that we use... We don't use stock images. We want we need images of the company's employees with logo shirts on, actually doing work, pictures of their wrapped vehicles. You know, so good branding goes a long way. Um, that gets their attention. And then you know, having the items on the graphics so that you know the pay, the benefits, those kind of things to get them to like, yeah, hey, I might want to date you, right? I may want to take a look at seeing if you know, seeing if you're you might be a good fit for me. So yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. But we're not taking them straight to, you know, we're not taking them straight to let's go, let's go on the, let's go straight to the hotel. We're going on a couple of dates with them, right? We're, we're going to uh, we're gonna know each other a little bit, right? We're going to share some information with them. They're going to share some with us. And we're going to walk through a process of both parties getting to know one another to see if it's going to be the right fit in the end. So kind of like dating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dating. You're courting them. You're, you're getting them to be attracted to the opportunity through imagery and, and I'm sure text. Yeah. Uh, do you use video in this as well? Yeah. So what we do, we do use video a couple of ways. One is we, when we run ads, we have videos mixed in there because you know we want to be that video that pops up in the middle of them watching a video. I know it seems annoying, but it gets conversions. But what we do when we bring them in, we, we run them through a, a communicate process uh, first of all, we're sending them a text message, an email, and a voice drive right off the bat with a picture of the ad so they don't forget that they filled out the form. <clears throat> so that's what most people say with social media is that they don't remember filling out the form. But whenever they get a text with a picture of the ad within about five seconds of when they filled it out, they don't forget that they filled it out. And we do that to get them to fill out an application. Once they do that, we move them over to doing a couple of different assessments. And once we have the assessment, then where the real video comes into play is we have them do an automated video interview. Mm. And what that does, it allows our client to see what they look like, how they communicate. And if it's somebody that they even want to take the time to have an in-person interview with. And on those videos, you never know what you're going to get because we have people that don't bother to get out of bed or they're driving when they do it. And my favorite one is the guy in Las Vegas sitting in a company truck with a logo shirt on answers the first question, doesn't realize it rolls over question number two. And then about after about a minute of tapping around, he picks up a one hitter pipe and fires it up. <laughs> so that like, is so, hilarious. Yeah. And it was just like, he was like, <laughs> I don't remember my first time. Uh, I guess that he, was the end of that candidate. <laughs> yeah. But he called me, I think I messed it up. I'm like, no, we got it. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we Oh my gosh, we got it. And, you know, speaking of that, in-home service, where you spend a lot of time and I do as well, all my clients are home service professionals mm -hmm. and you and I work from different angles to support our, our home service clients. 
Um, one of the biggest issues is finding a qualified candidate, not just someone who can turn the wrench, but someone who doesn't have a rap sheet, someone who wasn't in jail last night, um, someone who isn't on drugs, not to mention all the other emotional issues they could have. How do you manage that? Like, how do you sift through that? Because we know in home service, you know, it's right. tough. Well, a couple of things is right off the bat, like with the video interview, you know, the skills assessment, first of all, and the personality assessment, you can tell what their motivators are. And if it's somebody that looks like they're going to, their motivation is going to match with your company culture to begin with, with that. Then the video interview lets you see what they look like and tell you if do they have teardrop tattoos, you know, which, you know, you don't want that or those kind of things. And after you've actually done an interview with them, the next step in that, and when you make an offer letter, if they accept it, is to then what we, one of the things we do is we also do criminal background checks, drug screening, and motor vehicle reports because they have to have a clean driving record in home services because nine times out of 10, they're going to be driving your company vehicle and they have to be insurable. So we start off the bat in the application process asking questions about, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Do you have any, do you have any of these driving um, um, driving um, In, infractions, yes. Infractions, that's the word I was looking for. And so not everybody tells the truth. For the most part, I would say 90% of them are truthful when they fill out the application because we also have them sign it electronically at the bottom. So they're committing that, and that they are, the statements they have made are truthful. So we have some things that we've learned along the way to help the filtering process yeah. to get to where um, we can kind of identify things that are red flags right off the bat and not bring those that are going to be that type of issue to actually get interviewed. Would it be fair to say that today in, in these modern times, it's harder for a candidate to be untruthful, to, to lie about something, right? Because we have so many ways of, of tracking things. Yeah, I mean, it's and like I said, it's even with the, you know, you look at the background check, I mean, with electronics, the way they are today, the way things are, and with the background check, it's funny, somebody asks us, well, why do you run the background in, in counties other than where they live? I'm like, <laughs> so if they committed the crime in another county in another state, you don't care? I'm like, no, we want a background check for anywhere they've been, because and it's, it's really hard to get away from that record because it is so electronically co cohesive now that we can see those things very easily and with that and then with the drug screening um it's getting tougher and tougher for them to try to kind of fool that because it'll come back as a you know as a diluted sample because sometimes they'll like drink a bunch of water or whatever trying to fool the system so yeah it's getting tougher and tougher to get to the point of somebody getting slipping through the cracks it's going to be a bad apple that doesn't mean it can never happen, but it's getting harder and harder for them to fake their way through things these days. Yeah. I mean, you can't commit a crime anymore. I mean, there's cameras everywhere, right? It's it's really it's it's really hard to get away with the perfect crime anymore. Not that I'm looking to do that. I'm just saying that that everything is available to everybody. And I really like what Rapid Hire Pro does. It's it's refreshing it's different and it works tell us some success stories i know that you've worked with tommy at a1 um is that your biggest success story or do you have others that are as great as that 
it's, we have different types of success stories. So Tommy is literally the biggest and we've hired the most people for him because he's growing so rapidly. Um, but we have you know, clients that come, that come in, like for instance, Fitzpatrick Painting, they're up in Portland, Oregon. And when they came in and within six days of the ads running, they hired like 12 people, um, mm. which is an anomaly. But I mean, they were really after it. As soon as the lead came in, they weren't waiting on automation. They were picking up the phone and calling them. Um, so there, then we have people like AM Heat and Cool in Tucson, Arizona, who not only hired six experienced technicians in the course of 90 days, but also found a, an operations manager in that process as well. Um, so we do that working with clients like Reborn Cabinets, the one of the largest cabinet manufacturers, hiring everything from with that. It's not just technicians installing cabinets and bathrooms, but um, manufacturing processes, you know, finished carpenters and quality assurance people, um, and then also salespeople. Um, so we've kind of run the whole gamut. Our focus has been, and our main success is you know, technicians, service technicians, installers, CSRs, and dispatchers. But we have been you know, asked to hire everything from that up to HR managers, office managers, call to call managers. Um, we have you know, clients that you know, come in and that are moving really quickly. The NIAD irrigation is another one. They're up in Canada. But some of our clients are seasonal, right? Irrigation is seasonal in the north. Um, and some of you know, landscaping and that kind of thing is seasonal. So they have to hire quickly when they're ready. And usually within about you know, 60 days or so, they can fill the need that they have whenever we ramp up before the season starts. With NIAD, they were able to hire, I think, um, 18 people um, over the course of 90 days to get them up and running. Again, most home service companies aren't hiring that many. So if, you know, hiring one or two a month can also be a huge success. You know, I had one company in, um, in Vail, Colorado, a plumbing company. And they was uh, they, they there's not a lot of plumbers in Bell, Colorado, so we had to do some unique things by recruiting in other areas. And it was a vertical track. I saw the gentleman. It was vertical track um, last year, and I was concerned because he had only hired three plumbers in the course of six months. And I was like, I'm sure he's not going to be happy. And you know, everything he had said is all about what you guys are doing. So I went up and then said hey to him. And he's like, dude, I just want to tell you we were so thrilled with Rapid Hire Pro. Man, is we've hired three people in the last six months. And I was like, really? That's good. He goes, we haven't hired three people in the last three years. Mm. So there's different levels of success. So some need to hire a bunch and some just need to hire a few of the key players. And so the, the success levels happen to be where they're located. Um, you know, in very populated areas, it works very well. And I have one that's a deck builder in Vermont. I was like, oh, this is kind of scary because there's not a lot of people in that area of Vermont, but we were able to find people for him um, that were deck builders and even foremen. So I know that that's kind of a long roundabout answer to your question, but it's kind of their success is widespread and it's not just one type. It's that the success varies. Um, what success is varies by candidate and by, by customer. So Jody, I'm sure there's a formula to this. So let's say I wanted to do what you do. I mm -hmm. probably can't. It's you have a skill set and you have experience how did you come up with the system where did it come from yeah it came from um so i've been in the marketing space since about 2009 and i've done a lot of work with large companies and i had one of the people that was in one of my coaching groups they came to me and said hey i've got this idea i've sold this idea in the trucking industry but i'm facing a bunch of refunds because i can't make it work can you figure out how we can make this work and so from understanding not only psychology, but also how marketing systems work, like sales funnels, 
of like basically all we need to do is develop a sales funnel for employment instead of for sales or for selling a product or need to sell them. And so what we did, we went in and we built automations to bring people through the process because it's very labor intensive if you're trying to call people over and over again. And that's why most of the client customer companies that hire us, we're saving them a ton of time because our team and our automations are doing a lot of their legwork for them. So, I mean, as soon as a lead comes in, we're texting them, we're emailing them, we're sending them a voice drop all through automations. And then every day they're getting a different text message, a different email, encouraging them to go fill out the application. Once that's done, they go through automations to do the skills assessment. So every step of the way, they're being communicated with. The other thing that's a key here is we don't just send them their, um, basically cookie cutter text messages. We customize it for every client, but we're also always talking to them as a person from a person. So if you got a text, it'd be like, hey, Jim, this is Allie with ABC Home Services. We got your information. That way you're always talking to them because they're giving us that information. First name, last name, email, and phone number. That's all we ask for to begin with. It's pretty easy to get. Then we get to the next step of here's all the information you need. So when you do that through those automations, that's what kind of makes us different. Plus, we have an account manager on our team. A lot of companies or software, so to speak, don't have a human element. Mm. They just, here it is. You go in, here's our system. They train you a little bit and then you work it. Well, we have an account manager on our team that's helping process this all the way through and communicating almost on a daily basis with our clients as far as what they see, anything that needs attention. And our team will actually even answer questions via text and email with the candidates. We stop shy of talking to them on the phone because we don't want them to feel like they're talking to a recruiter. Because as soon as they do that, they yeah. ghost you and they disappear. But we'll up to the point of talking to them on the phone. One of the other little things we do that it's all a bunch of little things that makes it work. One of the other little things that makes it work is the phone number that we're texting from and the, that they're calling in and out of is a local area code phone number. Mm. So like you mentioned, Tommy Mello, right? He's in 29 markets. So we have 29 different phone numbers so that the client, they're, so they're always getting a phone call or a text message from a local area code because they respond better to that. So that's, again, if you wanted to replicate it, it's real simple. Run ads on social media or on, or on the job boards, bring the leads in and nurture them through the process. It's just a matter of, it took a while. It took about two years to get everything pretty much processed to where it runs like a well-oiled machine. And we're adding things every day, like adding the assessments, adding the background checks and continuing to go through that process. It's truly phenomenal. It It's, I, I like, I, I love business models that are effective and different. So one of my favorite business models is Uber. I'm sure you've heard of Uber, right? Oh, yeah. You yeah, go on your phone <laughs> and you and 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 the the app knows where you are. You tell it where you want to go and sometimes it actually knows where you want to go. It's kind of creepy, but anyway, and then <clears throat> it'll tell you how well it'll ask you what type of vehicle you want and how much it's going to cost, where the vehicle is coming from, where they are who the driver is and like, why would anyone get in a cab anymore? It's, it's like having a chauffeur everywhere you are and it's easy and you don't have to pull out cash or a credit card. It automatically gets billed and you can give a tip if you want. And, and if you don't, the, you know, driver, you know, won't, you know, flip you off because he doesn't know yet because you haven't had a chance to do the tip. So, and, and if you leave your, your laptop in the vehicle, you know where the vehicle is. 
right? So, I mean, you can actually find it where before in a cab, you, you might not ever get your stuff back. That's a really cool model. Your model is, is a, you know, tech-based model, wouldn't you agree, with some human element behind it. And it's it's different. I can't imagine why any business who's looking to hire quality team members wouldn't use Rapid Hire Pro. And, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, pump you up too much, but wouldn't you agree, trying to step back, trying to be as objective as you can, wouldn't you agree, why would the average company, regardless of whether they're in home service or it's a white collar, you know, business, why wouldn't they all go this way? The only time that it would be that well, I, would, I, I tell people all the time that, that there are certain things that we don't do well. And I, I'm right up front with I had a call yesterday. As a matter of fact, uh, a painting company looking to hire subcontractors. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing that we do because they're not employees. They're business owners. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of learned that same thing in trucking. We can hire a company driver really easily, but we, owner operators were a different story because they're business owners. So we don't do that well. If it's a very rural location and you're looking for journeyman plumbers with eight years experience, we're probably not going to be the right fit because there's not enough of a pool of eight year journeyman plumbers and a population of 100,000 to get enough leads in order for that to work. And I explain that and I tell people if it looks like it's going to be successful or not. Other than that, if you're in an area that has in a 20 mile radius that has 300,000 plus people and you're looking to hire um, technicians that have general experience then or installers or CSRs or dispatchers, you know, from apprentices up to two or three years, then there's no reason that people wouldn't use this or don't use this. Um, the only time is whenever there's an anomaly of the women that we've learned. And so we, we explain whenever we don't think it's going to be the right fit. But I still share everything that we do because there's things I show them. I show them what our ads look like. If you're like, you show people that? I'm like, yeah. The more I give, the more I get. The more I share with people exactly what we do and how we do it, the more they can see the value and all those pieces that come together. Yeah. It's it's really an amazing model. I know you continually work on it because there's always new things to add, much like any model. And I, you know, I have to compliment you. Fantastic job. So do you know what happened three years ago? March, three years ago, right? Isn't that when it happened? COVID? Yep. Okay. And then there was a great resignation, right? People quit. I mean, the whole world did weird stuff. Thank goodness um, our home service clients were considered, uh, you know, critical to the workforce. So they were out and about, you know, working. You know, some industries really kind of shut down, unfortunately, and so my question is, is what's happened? Because things have changed so much. What's happened over the past three years where some people don't want to work at all? Some people left their job. Some people really regret leaving their job. Some went back to their old job. Some are, are, are still crying over the fact they left it. Others tried to become entrepreneurs. How has that affected the whole industry? And so... The great resignation, if you look at it, the average age of somebody in the home service industry is you know, typically around mid-40s. Um, and so more and more companies are starting their own training programs. So they're bringing people in that you know that are apprentices. What really kind of 
they, what spurred us into success when we were in the trucking industry is everything was shut down, parking was essential. And so we were able to put this model in place to help fill those gaps. Um, whenever it comes to the home service industry, if you, you know, it's like, if you're looking for the right type of person to come work for you, and if you're in a, an area that doesn't seem to have that many, you have to come to terms with the fact that, and you hear Tommy talk, say this all the time, that you're going to have to charge more to be able to pay more because you'll be able to have to attract the right quality person. You're going to have to have those things in place. And it's not always just about the pay or the benefits. Sometimes it's about the work-life balance. The reason the great resignation was happening was because people were just fed up with everything that was happening at work. And when you look at things with work-life balance and home services, like, are they newer trucks? You know, uh, you know, he went into Don's garage there in Denver and they were able to go in and train them on the proper sales techniques on how to go from running 11 jobs a day, making you know 11 jobs a day at a thousand a piece to running three jobs a day at $4,000 a piece. You know, the same end result, but a lot less work. New vehicles, they're happy as they can be now. They weren't really happy then. So if you have new vehicles, if you allow them to, dis you know, if they allow them to take the vehicles home, if they're able to dispatch from home, that's a work-life balance. A lot of companies now are offering no on-call. You know, they don't, some of the companies don't work nights and weekends. Mm -hmm. What are those things that you can take somebody that's 45 plus, that's entering the twilight of their career, so to speak, and offer so that they can have more of a work-life balance and not be miserable coming to work? So, I mean, those are some of the things that we see. One of them, one company, they put on there that they have a fully stocked break room. We got more comments on that than just about anything else on the benefits that we put in there. So it's just it's little things that can that can go a long way. No, I totally agree. Uh, if you compare it to the real estate market, sometimes it's a buyer's market and sometimes it's a seller's market. Mm -hmm. It seems to be an employee's market, right? Where the employer yeah. says, I'm going to give all kinds of concessions because I want to move the job, right? I want to move my house. I want to move this position. So we're going to you know, stock the break room. We're going to let you dispatch from home. We're going to give you brand new uniforms. You know, we're getting all new vehicles all wrapped and you can get an extra week off a year, whatever paid, you know, whatever it is. It's the same type of thing though, isn't it? Because it's shifted because the employer was the ruler, right? And the, the employer says, I'll give you a job if I think you're good enough. <laughs> and you know, no soup for you, right? <laughs> so right. <laughs> kind of the kind of the soup Nazi. It's right, all exactly. changed, right? So as employers, we need to be in a happy, loving family place because that's what the employee expects now. And you have to, I mean, and not do it begrudgingly, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have to be in a position that, you know, and the thing is is that with this being an employee's market. The companies that do kind of lean in and do give do the, some of the concessions are the ones that are going to continue to grow. Um, if you look at you know, the, the companies that are able to do that, and we're working with a company right now, brand new startup, um, is just about 30 minutes north of where I live, and it's plumbing, HVAC, electrical, and he started he sold the business up north. He started from scratch, and because of how he's positioning everything, the way his branding is, he's hired like 11 people in 30 days to take a company from just right out of the gate to actually having a company up and running in 30 days time because of doing that and being successful and leaning in and making those concessions. And a lot of people are like, well, if they're not willing to do these things, then I don't want to hire them. Well, 
is it that they're not willing to do them or they're not having to do it for someone else? And if they're here, if it's easier for them to do that for someone else, then are you really, you're, you're cutting your nose off to spite your face sometimes in those cases. So it's about the concessions. It may flip around and feel like, oh, the recession is coming and it's going to be an, an employer's market. All these people are going to get laid off. But typically the ones that get laid off are not the experienced, you know, type A players. So yeah. Yeah, there may be more people, but they may not be the type of people that you really want to have on your team. So it's it's going to always, I think, just if, why not, if this works now, why not continue to do it so they become even stronger? It's like whenever things get tough or the economy goes down, people back up on their marketing. But the companies that grow are the ones that lean in and spend mm-hmm. more on their marketing because it's easier to get market share. So that's what's going to happen. I look as, as if the does recession does hit and the people are out there, if those that are already doing a great job of recruiting are just going to get that many more good people. Yeah, I find employers, when they have to lay off, lay off the weakest ones. I mean, it makes sense, the less valuable ones. So if if you want to keep your job, be productive. Make some money for the company. That's usually the number one thing. If you are, if you're profitable, right? Uh, especially if you're in sales, you can really prove that. Um, you know, then then you're going to be able to keep a job or get a job anywhere. Yeah. So I was thinking about the word concession. I don't even know if I like that word when it comes to giving something up to the employee because it kind of sounds like you got to do it. It's like a concession. It's kind of like you know you're at the closing table. All right, I'll give you. Five hundred dollars yeah. off the off the sale price of the house. Let's get this thing signed. How about, how about the word incentive? Incentive is good. How about just loving on them? Right, we hear that a lot from from people. Tommy Mello, you know he he, it's incredible. He just loves his people, and you know why wouldn't you want to work for that guy? Yeah, there's yeah. you know, feel like that, like Ben Davis with Express Plumbing up in Boise. You know, the same kind of model, same kind of thought process. Yeah, it just makes it, and it goes a long way. Because you know, when people know that you care, you know, you want to work with somebody that's caring rather than somebody that's just a, you know, a slave driver. It's funny. I read a book a long time ago called Make Yourself Indispensable. Mm. And it's funny because I worked for the power company for almost 30 years. And we went from 15,000 employees to five years later, five years later, having 9,000 employees, but growing from two and a half million to three and a half million customers at the same time. Wow. Um, so there was obviously some inefficiencies there. But it was never the star players that that got let go through the reorganization. It was always the it was always the top grading, right? So it's that that same thing can happen here. And I have a lot of companies that they have their their staff where they need to be, but they work continue to work with us so they can top grade, so they can continue to bring in A players and replace those that aren't performing the way they need to. Because not everyone's going to perform, you know. But so you got to sometimes do that as well. Yeah, I mean, as a business owner, when you have a team, they're all different. These aren't machines or computers. Um, you've got different ages. You've got different backgrounds. You've got, you know, different family, um, you know, setups. Uh, you know, everyone's different. It's like having children. As a parent, you really can't manage three children the same way. You, you're fair, and maybe. It, the rules apply to all, but you still have to manage them different. And you might want to manage your spouse a little differently too, right? <laughs> because that's, I mean, so it's, it's all about managing that. And, and so I, I give business owners a lot of credit with what I believe is one of the most difficult parts of running a business and certainly generally one of the most expensive and that's HR. And it's, I mean, cause it's, 
it's their most valuable resource because it's the main thing that makes the company run. It doesn't matter how many, how great your parts and suppliers are if you don't have the people out there and don't have the people that are doing a good job representing your brand, it's going to be, it's going to, the days are going to get dark very quickly um, yeah. you know, from that standpoint. And, and to that point, like you mentioned, there's different personalities, different things out there. Uh, people always ask us like with the ads that we run, why do we run three or four different versions of it? It's because we don't know exactly what's going to convert, what's going to get the most attention. You know, every company and every every industry and every location is different. Um, and so we run them different ways to get the attention and then we get to the attention that we need to based on how we put the pay or the benefits or the imagery that we use to be able to do that to identify what's going to convert the best. Um, so the same thing because everyone's different and people appeal, different things appeal to them. And so we have, we started from the very beginning. You have to be a chameleon, right? You have to be able to go from one territory to another and look as though you, the employer, look like you belong there to get the new team member. Because no one wants to answer an ad, we'll call it, when the ad doesn't look like it's really here, it's like that's that's not who we are here. Well, that something doesn't seem right. That looks like Southern California, but we're in Maine. That doesn't seem right, right? So you really have to make sure it fits that local community. And branding is so key. I mean, everything we do is the color, the company's colors, their fonts, their hex colors from the website, the branding exact, exact match, because you'd be surprised that people think that anything that's just a little bit different is a scam. So even companies that you know, we work with, oh, we've tried running ads on social media. And I'm like, then it doesn't work. I'm like, no, it only always works. What <laughs> didn't work is what you were asking them to do or what it looked like. And I'll go in and say, let me, I'll take a look at it and tell you exactly what I see right off the bat. And that's usually what it is. They just throw something together because it's basically like throwing a piece of, of fishing with a piece of bacon in a cup pond. It's not going to work. You, know, you can't just throw anything out there just because there's nothing there doesn't mean anything will work. So you got yeah. uh, to make it look good. People are smart today and they're also suspicious of things because of, you know, fishing, if you will, the pH fishing. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, I think, you know, we all suspect some things. I saw something on Facebook yesterday that, and I won't get into it, but it was like, this is not real. This is like definitely fake news, right? So um, it's it's uh, interesting. So you really need to be genuine and authentic. Um, yeah. You need to be real because a lot of people are suspicious. Uh, Jody, this has been fantastic. I appreciate your time. This is a unique way to get top talent in your area. And um, I, I, I just think it's fantastic. Rapid Hire Pro is the name of the company. All of Jody's information with links are going to be located here in the description of this podcast. So they'll be able to get a hold of you. I appreciate that, Jim. It's been a pleasure being on here. I always love talking about this because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of nuances and things that people can do themselves as well from, from the things I've shared. So that's why I always want to be, make sure that I give great value whenever I come on and not just be all about me. So hopefully there's been some nuggets there that anybody can use. It's fantastic. I love helping home service providers and that's why I wanted to have you on and um, you do something that's, that's unique, but very, very beneficial and very needed. And hopefully 
people will understand this. But if you don't understand it fully, just get a hold of Jody and he'll explain it. Yeah, people always ask, like, who's gonna, who am I going to get on a call with? This guy. That's who you're going to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jody. Thanks, Jim.